Today is June 23rd, and this is Big Fish Small Pod. I'm A.T. Wardall, your host here at the Fish Drops Podcast Network on Wednesdays and Fridays. And we can get started fast. Talk about yesterday, get you ready for tonight's game. So uh, yesterday, June 22nd, it started pretty early for the Marlins organization as the Jupiter Hammerheads had a game at 11 a.m. Gary Perez was the starter. The 18-year-old was hit hard for the first time, really, in his professional career. He didn't have a feel for his fastball in the game, or so it appeared, but he still managed to work some counts in his favor and generate some strikeouts with a curveball that was still effective, even without the fastball. He held back the Bradenton batters and recorded three strikeouts. With the final line of two innings pitched, four hits, five earned runs, four walks and three strikeouts, two home runs. Yuri Perez did not look the part of future ace. Yesterday we saw a bit of what his floor as a player is. Without his fastball, which in the mid-90s is a real tool to keep batters honest, he was still able to find glimmers of effective pitching. Yesterday was a bump in his development. And on the whole, the Jupiter Hammerhead team had a rough baseball morning, falling to the Marauders 15-2 as the team struggled to hit, and the only effective pitcher was the recently demoted Joey Steele, who held off the Marauders on the mound with five strikeouts and one walk and two and a third shutout innings. Up a level in Beloit, Antonio Velez got the start as the 24-year-old former FSU pitcher was set for a matchup against the highly talented Asa Lacey, the fourth overall pick in the 2020 draft. The Marlins went with a local prospect against this coveted talent. Uh, Snapper bats got to see the best, and as the game got underway, the snappers were quick with the bats, hitting two singles in the first before Griffin Conine took Lacey deep for his 12th home run of the year, which put Beloit ahead and the offense would not relent. As they continued to score, Connor Scott and a double by Will Banfield set up Cameron Meisner for an RBI grindout, and a team effort helped push across two more runs across the next two innings. Antonio Velez took the four runs and put up five shutout innings of his own, paired with five strikeouts and one walk, allowing just one hit. As the snappers gave the fourth overall pick, his fourth loss in 2021. In Pensacola, Will Stewart started and was solid, pitching five and two-thirds innings, 87 pitches, and painting a realistic pitcher of a starting pitcher. It's a transition from him from the bullpen, um, but it looks as though he can hold on to a game, as the only real damage against him came on two pitches with two home runs, hitting him hard, but he was able to settle it down between those high points for the Birmingham offense. While the lowest scoring offense in AA South Division, the Blue Wahoos did manage to score four runs. Victor Victor Mesa returned to the lineup. The Cuban prospect has been out since May 12th with an ankle injury. He didn't reach base on the night, neither did J.J. Bladey. But Peyton Burdick's 10th homer put the Blue Wahoos ahead in the third inning, while Lazaro Alonso scored the winning run on a ground out in the seventh. A 1-0 pitch. Burdick swings. High fly hammered out towards right center. On the run, Booker. He's out of room. That's on the boom. A home run 
opposite way for Burdick. 2-0. The Wahoos lead the Barons. Big Fish Small Pod is brought to you by 305 Candles. Get 10% off your entire order at 305candles.com with discount code FISHSTRIPES. In Jacksonville, Jordan Holloway made his fourth consecutive start in AAA. Early in the season, he was a spot starter for the Marlins. And last night, he faced the Durham Bulls. As the Bulls collectively got more looks at Jordan Holloway, the results faded. After poor contact in the first helped him navigate around a pair of walks, a lockdown second inning was followed by a whopping third inning. The leadoff hitter hit a triple, and that was paired with some two-out hits as the Bulls batters got their second chance against Jordan Holloway. They scored four in total across the third and fourth innings. Jordan settled down, pitched into the sixth, but the Jumbo Shrimp offense had an off night. After Brian Miller pushed across Chad Wallach with a single, the bats were quiet. Jumbo Shrimp would not score again and would not have a single extra base hit on the night, as a couple of their former offensive leaders have since been promoted to the Major League Club. This Jacksonville team finds itself in a bit of a transition, as it looks for more production from a different source. Well, in Miami, last night, the Marlins brought the Bluebirds to Lone Depot Park. With George Springer returning to the Blue Jays lineup for the first time since May 5th, for just actually his fifth game in a Blue Jay uniform, both teams were looking to live up to preseason expectations, as the Marlins sent Sandy Alcantara to face Ross Stripling. Ross Stripling has had it working of late last week, striking out nine Yankees with an effective mix of pitches, but with Sandy on the mound, the Marlins seemed to have at least an on-paper advantage. The game started out briskly as Sandy struck out Marcus Simeon, then retired the duo of Ladd and Bo on three pitches. In the bottom of the first, Ross Stripling was dealing, as he would go on to limit the Marlins' offense to just one run in six innings. He let off an inning striking out Jesus Aguilar after Jazz was retired and Sterling Marte failed to bunt his way on. In the second, Jesus Sanchez, who has now reached his 2020 at-bat total with 25 at-bats, has distinctly shown better results this time around at the majors in 2021. And in the second inning of last night's game, he hit his second home run of the year to put Miami ahead. While Sandy motored through the Blue Jays lineup, it wasn't until the sixth inning that Toronto pushed one across. As Bo Bichette was hit by a pitch, stole his way to second, then advanced to third on a wild pitch. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. came up and took the first strike he saw for a single to tie the game. Throughout the ninth, the Marlins were held to three hits. Jazz Chisholm was particularly left frustrated after an early innings at bat with two apparent missed calls gone for strikes helped hold him hitless. Sandy was done after eight innings of work as the Marlins turned to the bullpen to close down the Blue Jays. The game tied 1-1, looking to bridge the gap between the top of the ninth and the bottom of the ninth, and potentially into extras. The Marlins sent Yimmy Garcia to the mound, who recorded two strikeouts, but only after the damage had been done, as consecutive doubles put the Marlins behind. 
for the first time of the night. Down to their last three outs, Starling Marte reached to lead off the inning with a soft hit single, and he was caught stealing on his way to second to put the Marlins down and out and reverse momentum in a night that would end with a whimper for Marlins bat. As the Marlins lost another one-run game, thanks to a low-scoring offense and a bullpen that could not shut it down. The game time was a brisk two hours and 34 minutes, and now Miami will turn to Trevor Rogers to try to even the series, facing Robbie Ray. Worth note also on the day yesterday, the Marlins uh, did not offer any further clarification on posts made by Starling Marte on Instagram that that were from late Monday and have since been deleted. They depicted an act of animal cruelty, and while Marte was not a participant, just reposting such an act, perhaps this intended joke could be grounds for better understanding between the Marlins, Marte, and the fans. Anyways, I'm A.T. Wardall. Uh, this has been Big Fish Small Pod. We'll be back with you tomorrow, and at Fish Stripes, we'll have the latest in-game coverage leading up to that 7.10 start time.